previously on Just Cow in the City. Double J, Bobby C, because I'm a child, a fucking child. You have no gaydar? Then just shut the fuck up. Your whole family stinks. I met some new friends. What do you want me to tell you? It seems like I should love it, right? She's in The Godfather. Isn't that incredible? Who am I, Huck Finn? Again, what's the point of a straight man being in musical theater if you can't date all the girls? Just Gow in the City, July 25th, 2023 edition. Nice to see everybody on this beautiful summer day here in New York City. Humidity, not high. A perfect summer day. Anyone that complains about today is a jackass who doesn't seem to get that sometimes it gets hot in the summer. What are you going to do? The only time I've been sweating is when I have to go downstairs in the garage to start my car. Other than that, everything's been cool and comfortable. How you doing, everybody? And welcome once again to the show. I'll tell you something. Just only, I think, a half hour ago, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do the show. I don't know how I'm going to do the show because I've just woken up. And I don't know what I'm going to do. It's amazing what a couple of sips of coffee can do to make everything super fun and enjoyable. I mean, really, only 30 minutes ago, I'm like pacing. This is what I do every day. This has nothing to do with recording the show. I'm always just pacing around. I'm like, I got to get going. I got to do something. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I just pace and I pace back and forth and I pace back and forth. So either coffee or a shower usually gets me out of that. But then I went outside and got coffee. And then when I came back and had a couple sips of coffee, I felt much better. I felt much better. And I saw that homeless guy that I usually give money to only on Fridays and he, when I walked past him, he seemed angry that I wasn't giving him money. But I always give him money on the way back from the Dunkin' Donuts because I forget. And then when I'm in the Dunkin' Donuts, I get the money ready as if I'm like shiftily putting it in my hand. And be like, yeah, how you doing? How you doing? Hook me up. Hook me up. So, yeah. But he just seems so angry if I don't give him money. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to give somebody like that money. But it's our routine. What am I going to do? It's only once a week. You, you got to do something. I, I feel like an idiot when I'm somebody that doesn't have a lot of money giving somebody else, but he's worse, I guess. Of course, the question is, where does he go the rest of the week? I don't know. I guess he's got some place to stay. Well, that's his job. My job is something else. And, of course, it goes right back to uh, Annie Hall again. What's the difference if the cleaning lady is stealing from us? She's colored. She's supposed to steal from us. If not us, then Who? You fired the cleaning woman? She was stealing. But she's colored. So? So the colored have enough trouble. She was going through my pocketbook. They're persecuted enough. Who's persecuting? She stole. All right, so we can afford it. How can we afford it? On your pay? What if she steals more? She's a colored woman from Harlem. She has no money. She's got a right to steal from us. After all, who is she going to steal from if not us? It's crazy rationale, but uh, I guess that's the way we think somehow. And that's the way I was brought up. So what are you going to do, folks? 
How are you? <laughs> oh, what a crazy week, and uh, really just not a crazy week at all, but a crazy a weekend, as you know. Uh, first of all, let me just tell you, I don't know what's happening next week with the show at the Comedy Cellar. If I can be honest with you, I, I just don't know. See, I spoke to the owner and he said this, and he said that, and he said this, he said that, he said bada boom, bada bing. And uh, he told me July 31st, and then I guess he forgot to tell Liz, the manager there. So I sent in the lineup, which is a great lineup, to Liz, and she goes, what the hell is this? Uh, you don't have a show that date. I'm like, I don't. Uh, uh, no, I didn't talk to you. Uh, and then I felt like an idiot. I'm like, the owner didn't tell you that we had a meeting? What? And I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. I just booked the show. She goes, no, Esty books the show. So I'm like, yeah, I know Esty books the show, but I, I'm doing this one. Uh, crap. So now I'm in this bind. I emailed him again today. I've emailed him. I sent him the thing, and I said Liz doesn't know, and he hasn't written back, and I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. This is what you get when you do things, when you go over somebody's head to get something done. You know, what are you going to do, right? So... Either it's either happening or it's not. I assume I'll know by today, but that's no help for you. Obviously, you'll see it online if it's happening. I can maybe I'll be able to tell you uh, on the on the bonus show, and there'll be an updated information. But other than that, I'm sorry. I don't know. Not that anyone really who listens to this podcast can go. I guess I don't think anybody lives in town. So mostly on uh, the Tuesday show, I guess I would let everybody know. I. Uh, I hope it happens. With the lineup was uh, Jim Norton, Rachel Feinstein, Yamanika Sanders, Joe Mackey, and Alon, of course. Oh, and Yamanika was going to play the game. I mean, that's a heavy, that's a beautiful lineup. It's a beautiful lineup. It's diverse. It's got women. It's got white guys. It's got black people. I mean, it's it's everything you always wanted in a comedy show in 2023. And now I don't know whether it's going to happen. I mean, I, I I'm telling you, I, th- I did a good job with putting it together i just hope it happens it's kind of frustrating but then not because i mean then you know what's going to happen they're going to make me look ridiculous and gnome knows that you can't put a man in this position to make him look ridiculous and i will write that to him because that is something he can understand well what are you going to do what are you going to do what are we going to do i'm not a real comic and I am a comic. It's it's confusing. I don't know what to tell you. Then speaking of which, you go to Uncle Vinny's, of course, on Friday. Let's just start there. And may I say, it was great. Friday was fantastic. Saturday, not so much. Although I don't blame myself this time, Rachel had trouble too. There was something wrong with the crowd, although everyone that was there said it was great. I think it's just Friday was just so outstanding and a hot crowd that the comics, Rachel and I, were confused. And anybody that was in the audience Friday, like her brother, saw both shows and said, wow, that was so interesting that Saturday was so different. But my sister was there Saturday, said it was fine. So I don't think it was my fault or anything I did. It was just weird. You know, my theory is everybody's at the beach all day Saturday, right? Friday, maybe you work. It's not a big thing. You know, a couple of people go to the beach, but mostly Saturday, you're doing stuff. You're going to the beach. It's the summer. You're active. And then by nine o'clock, you're like, wait, we're still going out. I'm exhausted. I mean, it's everybody. Everybody's pretty much over 40, except for these two girls I invited who were 20, 20, 
three and 18. <laughs> yeah, mostly everybody's over 40. So a full day at the beach and a nine o'clock reservation somewhere don't always, you know, amount to uh, <laughs> a good time. But we'll talk about that in a second. Why don't we begin with Fridays? Of course, I'm packing my suitcase again, knowing full well I am staying at Chris Donahue's and his lovely wife's house. Thank God for them. Thank God for them. Uh, this has nothing to do with Dave Elliott or anything. It's like, it turns out they just live 15 minutes away from Uncle Vinny. I didn't realize that Long Branch is 40 minutes away from a Point Pleasant. Maybe 30 minutes, but 40 minutes because you can't take the highway. There's all these little roads and stuff. Like if you're coming in the middle of the day, I didn't realize it was, it's, it's obviously not farther than Manhattan, so it's not that big a deal, but where Chris lives, 15 minutes away. So that was beautiful, and I was really happy I was going to stay there, and they said you'd have the whole basement. I didn't know what it was, but I certainly have photos of the experience in the bonus show. So I'm packing, and I'm like, uh, I don't know, you know, definitely the suitcase because, you know, I got to bring the, uh, with the, the, the steamer <laughs> and, and different varieties of clothes. First of all, I'm telling you, my summer wardrobe, it's, it's a disaster. I'm so fat. This is all I've been thinking. I'm like, all right, all right. I got to do something about it. I mean, I got to, if I keep complaining about it, I'm not, I'm not, do I like eating? You're damn right I do. Am I hungry anymore? No, but I still enjoy eating mostly out of just an activity, out of nothing else to do. So that's not a good way to live. So I know I got to lose some weight and I know the job breakfast and lunch thing is pretty bad, but I think I've got it down where I'm not really eating, eating the lunch anymore. I'm pretty good when I got it down to like a salad, like Monday, because I went out. But I had a salad. I'll eat the breakfast. And then I kind of lax on the lunch a little bit. So maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. And then I told you if I can just get smaller things to eat at home. But that's a whole other thing. I'm actually thinking about going on the Nutrisystem again. But I'm not sure how it would work. I mean, obviously, in COVID, it was really easy. Easy to go on every day. But maybe this is the way to go in the sense, like, I don't have to do it every day. But these are the kind of things... When I come home, I can have these light meals and I don't worry about it. And if I do it on the weekends when I'm here, even though it's not a lot of fun, it could make a big difference in my life, maybe. It's too expensive to get a month of groceries, though, when I really probably just need like three days where I can kind of do this kind of dieting or something. But it's really gotten out of control. And I say this because I was trying on, you know, shirts. What am I going to wear to Uncle Vinny's? And like every, even the t-shirts, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is bad. So even the ones that make me look slimmer, I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. And I found one that was decent enough, which I wore, ended up wearing on both nights. It just looks a little ratty, but I, I didn't look immensely fat in it. I mean, you'll see the pictures. I, I didn't, you know what I'm talking about. You just want to find something. I mean, I'm on stage, right? So you want to look okay, I don't know whether it comes off that way, you know, and so I mean, I make fun of my appearance in the act, but, you know, what what are you going to do? So anyway, I had to pack all this stuff and options because I wasn't sure, you know, how Saturday. I was pretty good for Friday, right? I leave the house and I know it's hot and I don't want to be all sweaty by the time I get there, but, but I'm not sure. The only thing I'm not sure of is my car's not going to start, but I leave early enough. I don't remember what time I left, but I remember going to the garage with my luggage, pulling the luggage and being pretty hot when I got there. But then the car didn't start. 
and I had to go downstairs. And downstairs, where I've shown you the pictures before, where death lives, where, you know, water drips, but it's not cool water. It's really hot down there. These poor guys who actually have to work there. No wonder. I was always wondering why my air conditioner is always running when the car comes out when it is working. I'm like, now I get it. What a nightmare for them. It's so hot down there. You're just dripping automatically. So I was down there and I'm like, great. I'm already sweating up, you know, my shirt. I know it, it'll cool off and everything will be fine by the time I get there in the air conditioning in the car and everything. And thank God I got good air conditioning in my car because that makes life a lot better. But I think, you know, since I do my gas gauge by the miles I go, yeah, I, I've been I, I keep forgetting. I got to take into consideration the air conditioning, which uses gas, I believe. So I think I was a lot lower than it because my gas gauge isn't working. So I just do it by the mileage. And I'm like, uh oh, I got to factor in the air conditioning because I think that uses up a lot. And I was because I, I noticed when I filled up yesterday, I'm like, oh, that's not normal. That's like $20 over. So I must have been a lot lower than I thought. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good thing I, I got it early. Like, I think I can pretty much go. I think I figured it out like 450 miles without filling up. But, you know, you want to get it filled up around the 300 mark. And I got it filled up in the 300 mark. But maybe it was like the 400 mark. I don't know. So I bring my luggage in, and I'm waiting a long time for these guys. It's Because it's Friday, I guess it's right. And they only have a fan blowing there, and I'm sitting there, and I've left my luggage on the, you know, where, where I'm waiting for the car. And it's really hot just waiting for the car, too, until they told me that it's not starting and I have to go down. So I'm waiting like a half hour. Rachel calls me. She goes, yeah, we're on our way. And I'm like, oh, I'm in my parking garage now. So I'll see you guys there. When I, I finally go downstairs, and I mean, you can see where this is going. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, come downstairs. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, no, no, leave the luggage. I'll, I'll get it to you when you come up. I'm like, right. So you can see where that's going. It was not a good way to start. I got the car. I went out of the gate and immediately just left. And thank God. I don't know what it was. I guess that's the time I usually say, do I have that little fob that I need for work the next day? Because that caused so much problems the other day. I'm like, all right, do I have, did I bring my computer? Did I bring the fob? Did I bring toothpaste? Right? I'm thinking I'm on 57th Street. I'm driving. I get to 11th Avenue. Okay. That's kind of near the Lincoln Tunnel, like 11th is where you want to be. And then I say, I forgot that fucking suitcase in the parking garage. God damn it. And then I relaxed and I said, this isn't that bad. I've only gone a couple blocks. It would have been worth outside the Lincoln Tunnel. I wonder if I would have turned around or if I just would have had to say, I can't go to Chris's house tonight and I got to go back home because I got to get my computer. I'm going to have to work from home. I can't. I don't know. But I wasn't out of the Lincoln Tunnel yet. And I circled back around, went to the garage and picked up the luggage. I'm like, thanks a lot, dickhead. You told me you were going to, but it's not all his fault. I, they got so much going on over there. When I was pretty, the guy, the kid, the little kid was laughing who brought me down there because uh, it was kind of, it wasn't his fault. He didn't know I had luggage. It was the main guy who doesn't talk any English. And he promised he would tell me and remind me, hey, whatever, right? Then I'm like, whatever, whatever. What was that? A 15 minute swing maybe but it's like when you're in the city and you finally make it to 11th avenue it's so difficult you're like all right i'm almost there i'm almost there and then of course you have to go circle back around it's not a lot of fun driving in the city 
especially on a Friday, although I will say Fridays are completely different since COVID, and it is a lot different, a lot different. If that was a normal Friday before COVID, yeah, I guess I would have gone back, but it would have been, oh my God, I would have been steaming. I don't know. So anyway, everything was fine. I just can't believe I forgot it. And I went, that's right, I left early because I went to Rhoda's. I went to my mom's just so I didn't have to go on Thursday and we spent a little time together. Oh boy, this one, I'll tell you, Rhoda. I went there yesterday. I went there yesterday. I don't know whether I should go in the middle of this or tell you later. I mean, just my mother, I don't, it's, she's so, I, my sister, I go down there on Thursdays. Everyone knows this. You all know this. Thursdays, I get there about one o'clock. Because I don't want to wake up early on my day off. I get there between 12 and 1. 12.30, 1 o'clock every Thursday. I got my job. I work Saturdays to Wednesdays because I go visit my mother on Thursdays. And I'm like, well, let me keep the schedule going. Uh, people like Old people like that. They like the consistency. I like the consistency. What the fuck? Thursdays, I can, I can take this job. I can still go visit my mother on Thursdays. <sighs> getting upset i don't want to get upset she now now apparently she has a, a mahjong game at one to three on thursdays i'm like what are you kidding you you know that's the time i i mean we we wanted to have a good time we wanted to have these mahjong games but i'm like there's seven days in the week you people do nothing and you couldn't tell these people thursdays at that time are really bad for me can't we just play at 10 a.m what what the one to three can't we play from 10 to noon can't we play from i mean can't we can't make it any other day i I couldn't even believe it first she also told us that she couldn't play mahjong anymore something happened and everybody disbanded now she can't but she's just lying to us and she probably didn't want to get me upset that she has to play on thursdays now so my sister and i yesterday were we're just talking we're like i guess we just won't come anymore fuck her right I mean, it's like, that's the one day, like, I can't do it that day. That's the one day I have plans every Thursday. My son and daughter come at that time. And I'm just like, forget it. Forget it. I can't even believe it. You and you, you know, we want, we want her to play, we want her to have, do whatever she wants to do. But don't be sitting there calling like, oh, I haven't seen you in a long time when you're, right? <laughs> I mean, I could go there on Fridays, but like I said, Fridays, suck and especially in the summertime fridays you get all the shore traffic and she lives close to the shores you know it's not fun so i don't know it's just it's really pissing me off anyway whatever right we'll get back to that in a second i'm at my mom's and i guess remember the show it uncle Vinny's doesn't start till nine i'm at my mother's maybe it's seven now or is it six and rachel's like we're still on the road i'm like what are you, how are you still on the road I talked to you, I hadn't even left the parking garage in Manhattan, had to get my luggage, circle around again, and come back and been at my mother's for an hour. She goes, I don't know, we took a wrong way, we had to go four hours. I mean, remember how I told you picking her up and leaving from where she lived was a goddamn nightmare, a nightmare for driving for gigs like this. So I was God, I was so happy when I realized I didn't have to drive her. She lives in a shit bag place, which just sucks. And apparently it's impossible to get out of Queens. 
And then she went through Manhattan. And she goes, well, they told us to take the Holland Tunnel. I'm like, the Holland Tunnel? You never take the Holland Tunnel. The Holland Tunnel sucks shit. And you can never, no matter, if Waze tells you to take the Holland Tunnel, just don't listen to it. It's the worst. You cannot leave through the Holland Tunnel on a Friday out of the city or especially on Thanksgiving Day as Jeff was getting so angry at me. Oh, my God. No, you, you got to stick with the Lincoln or the Lincoln's the way to go or the Brooklyn bad. I don't know why they went that way. I don't know why they, well, you don't want to go through the uh, Arizona. You go through Staten Island traffic. It's such a disaster. Everything's a disaster, but it's more of a disaster from where she's coming from. And, man, they, it took them four hours to get there. I think it took me two and maybe less. I, I just don't understand what happened. But so they were, I mean, what a nightmare. You know, they got the kid in the car with them too, but she was totally well behaved. Like she was just watching TV and stuff. I mean, thank God for that stuff, right? That, oh God, they have a three-year-old with them and she was totally mesmerized by the TV. Thank goodness. Boy, that was really lucky. When I finally got to the place, it was so great to see everybody. Chris and his wife was there. I got to see Bob Jakes, whose you know son is on the Red Sox, which was exciting, and telling everybody, oh, his son pitched for the Red Sox. My friend Steve Lewis was there. I hadn't seen him. He's like, oh, this is my old babysitter. You know, like I was his old babysitter, and everybody's fascinated about that. And Rachel's, you know, I got to see his brother and his, uh, his you know, her sister-in-law and, and all their friends and stuff. And then it turned out her mother-in-law was there, which she just kind of surprised her, which was a little weird. She didn't ask for tickets or anything. I mean, that's somebody who you can get tickets from. But she like kind of sat in the front, like maybe almost to throw her off. We can't figure out what her end game was on why she goes. But they live down the shore, so I don't know why she just didn't say we're going to come. But whatever. So it was really, really great to see everybody. Really great to see everybody. And I had a great, and the MC was great. And I had a great set, a really great set. But the MC, who's a really nice guy was doing my entire first opening bit. The entire bit. He was just, I mean, I told Rachel, I'm like, the MC's doing my entire opening bit. She's like, no, even the punchline. Now, I know he doesn't know it. He didn't know. He's not stealing. I've never met the guy before in my life. This is a standard thing that, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, legalized weed thing somebody else came up with too. So I had to get out of that and figure out something quick. And remember, I'm stretching five minutes into 20 as it is, and I'm definitely doing 20. But Rachel's so annoying. She goes, well, if the crowd's really hot, then get off in 15 because I want to use the crowd. And I'm like, wait, how am I going to know if the crowd's hot? You know, like, otherwise do 20. If the crowd's not hot, she's like, I have to run my special. So if the crowd's hot, you know, only do 10 minutes or so. I'm like, what are you you talking about? Just, it's always an issue with uh, her. I don't don't know what the problem is. You know, just tell me how much time to do and, and that'll be that. So I don't know, whatever, right? But the crowd was hot, but, you know, I did, I don't know, maybe I did 18 minutes, but it was great. And I was having a really good set and everything was working and I got through everything. I think I maybe, maybe I added some, I can't remember, but I did the complete length. I only say all this because the next day I blew through my act and I was finished in 15 minutes. So I don't know what happened, and then I ran out. Like, I just didn't know where to look. I mean, I kind of wanted to look at my notes, but that would have been so unprofessional. I asked my sister, and I was just like, Beth, what's the rest of my material? <laughs> She's like, I, everybody was laughing, but, uh, oh, boy, I think I got off early, and uh, I don't know whether they were pissed or not. But anyway, it was still a great show, and Rachel was great, and it was a good time, and I was just talking to the MC after, and then, you know, we hung out. It, it's a bring-your-own-booze place. It's really weird. So fortunately... 
Her brother had like some cans of beer, which was great. Oh no, he had a Corona. That's what it was. And I was able to have that. And then somebody else had another can of beer. So I was able to have, that's all I ever want, as you know, after show. But it was really fun to talk to everybody after. We took a couple of photos and it was really pleasant. Meanwhile, I was like, you know, I was thinking maybe I can hang out with Chris and his wife. She's like, no, we, we got to drive our daughter from one bar to another. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, we got a driver. And I'm like, what? what? I thought she was like a doctor. Isn't she like 26? Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, what the hell do you have to do this for? She knows your friends in town. I don't understand. Why is she bothering? Why isn't she here? Why isn't she seeing this show? I was getting upset about that. I just didn't understand. I, I don't know why a 26-year-old would have to have your parents drive you from one bar to another. I, 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 I just can't understand. So I thought I was going to hang out with them, but they, you know, left to do this. I was like, well, let's get a drink, you know, like, no. So everybody just kind of left. You know, Rachel was exhausted and they, she has a kid and everybody just left. And I'm like, oh, now what do I do? You know, <laughs> now I was in the mood to party. And I was hoping to party with the with Chris and his and his wife because you know I'm staying at their place. So obviously I didn't want to stay out long anyway because I was going to their house and I didn't know the whole situation. So I wanted to make sure they were still going to be up. I just wanted to get something to eat because I didn't eat all day. I had a, a half of a bagel, just a plain bagel at my mother's, just to you know because I was nervous about eating anything. So I really didn't eat anything. I'm like I got to get something, and I wanted to stop just at a Wawa and get a sandwich. And I couldn't find one. There was, can you believe that? I couldn't find one along the way. I don't know the neighborhood very well. So then I found one, but there was a, there was a McDonald's right next to I'm like, you know what? That'll be so much easier just going through the drive-thru because I'm already out of my way. I don't know where I went. So I go to the drive-thru and I order and they have a huge sign, a huge, big lit up sign of what you ordered and it's really embarrassing because if there was a car behind me, I'd be humiliated. And I tried to, I got my phone and I'm like, wait, wait, I got to take a picture of that sign. And she's like, oh no. She, apparently she pressed some button where the sign goes off. And I'm like, can you put it back? Can you put it back? No. After I pressed the button, I'm can't. No, but I want to take a picture of the sign because you had to have seen it. It was, it was huge. It would be so embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Not would be if the people next to you just see, hey, there's only one guy in that car. It, it's it's so humiliating, and I'm like, hey, you only put one sweet and sour. I told you two, and she's like, no, no, I know. It just says one up there. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> like, what about my nuggets? So, I, I, and, and specifically, I didn't get the combo meal, so it looked like it was more items because I ordered everything separately because I knew that Chris and his wife always have this really good low-calorie Arnold Palmer iced tea at home. They have like a big case of it because they gave me three bottles last time. I'm like, I'll just have that so I don't have to carry a drink with me too. So then I got up to the uh, the window and the girl was cute and, and she was just like, she's like, you're really funny. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be funny. I need a picture of that sign. And she's like, well, maybe if you come tomorrow, you're, I wish every customer was like you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Thank you. And uh, she's like, I only put one sweet and sour sauce in the bag. And I'm like, what? She goes, no, I put two. She was like flirting with me. And I guess I was flirting with her too. And then I told her, hey, I just uh, finished Uncle Vinny's. Come there tomorrow. She goes, I'm working here tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, sorry about that. She's like, will you come back tomorrow? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. So, you know, we had a date for the next day with the the window girl at McDonald's. But I I, I didn't make it back. <laughs> but it was it was funny. Um, if she wasn't working tomorrow, I totally would have invited her to Uncle Vinny's. It would have been a lot. Where'd you meet this one? She works the window at McDonald's up in uh, 34. It's fantastic. 
It is funny, uh, you know, getting to know the, the person at the window at McDonald's, but why wouldn't you? I mean, it's like midnight, and this, this poor kid's got to work, so there's nothing better for me than trying to make her laugh, which made me thrilled that I can just imagine what people are like at that hour. It must be just absolutely awful. And so I got to Chris's house, and they were like, oh, we ran out of iced tea. And I'm like, what? But that's the only thing I counted on. You had a big case. You gave me three bottles. Like, were you just trying to get rid of it? She's like, no, we just forgot to pick it up. And I'm like, well, that's just perfect. But they had plenty of other stuff to drink. It was just funny because it was the only thing I was, the only thing I was counting on was that Arnold Palmer, the half and half, which I can't believe I like the low calorie because I usually don't like, I like the regular half and half. But I'm like, hey, this is really good. And this is better for me. It's low sugar, you know, and I'm like, even though I'm eating this horrible meal, whatever. So I, ate that and uh we were having a nice time and i'm glad they came to the show and then their daughter comes in and i'm like yeah thanks for i I was angry i'm like thanks for coming to the show thanks for taking your parents away so we couldn't go out and and she's like yeah i'll see you later and um then she just goes upstairs because she has to work at 6 15 in the morning she works at a bakery as well you know she lives in the city and she works at a hospital now i don't know what she's is she a doctor or not a doctor i can't remember i don't I, i think she's going to medical school yeah so yeah, something like, maybe she's not a doctor yet. I don't know. I think she is. Is she like Dory? I don't know. Anyway, all I know is she got to be at that place, this bakery in Spring Lake by 6.15. But I think that was her last day because now she's got to like work, you know, like a real person. But I guess that was her summer job. And like, well, can you come in at any time when you're in town? We'll take you, which is the best. And you have a summer job and they like it and you can just come back anytime. And kind of reminds me of the menu, the movie, if you saw it. Where how uh, Anna Joy Taylor, I think that's her name, gets out of it. She finds that um, uh, Voldemort, uh, what's his name, um, Ray Fiennes used to his real. He loved working at this like you know Bennigan's or or Applebee's or something, just making cheeseburgers. That was his. That's what brought him to his happy place, and that's how she maneuvered her way out of this horror scene, this nightmare. And I feel like that's you know no matter how old she gets, maybe she'll probably be able to work at that that bakery i mean that is kind of fun i wish i had a place like that where i'm like oh i'm i'm in i'm in town for a weekend why not why not i i miss working there as long as i don't have to do it every day and that's not my income so you gotta appreciate that so i you know you can't get mad at the kid i mean she's a good kid and uh worked real hard and what are you gonna do but i get mad at people for the stupidest stuff everybody knows that anyway they take me downstairs and i uh see my room and it's delightful. It's got a TV. It's got a, a beautiful couch bed that pulls out, but it was completely comfortable. I didn't sleep very long, but that's not their fault. That's my fault for eating McDonald's before I went to bed. I just felt real comfortable down there. Very comfortable. It was nice and cool. In fact, she goes, it's going to be cold down there. You're going to need extra blankets, but I was perfect. It was perfect. And then they showed me this little room. They're like, oh, well, this is this used to be our office. We used to work out of here when the kids were around, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I want to work in this room. And like, no, you can work in the living room. I'm like, no, no, no. Because, you know, I got to work the next day, which is so kind of them to let me just stay there all day and work. They're like, no, I want to work in this little room. I got a picture of it. It's fantastic. It's this little room with like stuffed animals and everything. It really looks like it's right out of Winnie the Pooh with the rocking chair and everything. But it just looks so cozy and comfortable and such a an amazing place to work and i i was really happy in there working there all day so yeah you know i had to wake up early and and work 
but you know that doesn't bother me. So I was just happy to have a place to to be and a place to work, and it was terrific. And of course, I I, I took my uh, one uh, I, when I went upstairs. Uh, Chris had uh, coffee and donuts ready. I didn't even have to go to. Do- I said, "Do you know where there's a Dunkin' Donuts?" He goes, "No, I'll have coffee and donuts ready." And I'm like, "I I don't know whether you do this all the time or whether you listen to my podcast. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, it was really." They really kind of run a very nice bed and breakfast there. I mean, they kept asking me if I wanted food the whole time, but I couldn't eat anything but the coffee and donuts because, you know, I had a cheeseburger left over in the refrigerator. I couldn't do it. Too nervous that it's going to do something, you know, weird or be too full or bloated, whatever it is. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And I took my my one o'clock nap, which was extremely necessary, obviously, because I didn't sleep very well. And I had a big night ahead. And then, uh, you know, finally at four o'clock, I'm like, all right, let's get ready. And they show me where the shower is. Remember, this is so new to me that I've been taking a shower at people's houses. I'm just not used to it. And I guess I didn't know how to use their shower. And it was all cold water. And I don't know how I didn't know how to use it. I mean, I did have trouble figuring out at first. But then once I figured it out, you'd think I'd be able to figure out where the hot water was. I turned it both ways and it just seemed cold the whole time. And later, Chris called me like, yeah, I just took a hot shower, dummy. And I'm like, what? I, I thought maybe they, I, I don't know. I thought it was a house that just runs out of hot water sometimes. So, oh, God, it was uh, the whole time I'm in the shower. <laughs> but I needed to do something because, you know, I was sweaty the day before. And just, uh, you know, you got you to do something. You want to be nice and refreshed for the show after. The whole time I'm waiting for Rachel to call me and tell me what we're doing. But she was upset that I wasn't spending the whole day with them. But I told her yesterday, I said, there's no way I can go and go to the beach and hang out because I can't go back to Chris. Maybe I could have, but I was just thinking, like, I can't go to the beach and then just do the show. Like, I would need to go back and shower. You guys have, she's like, you could have showered at our place, but I didn't know what their place was like or anything. I don't know. I got all confused. So that was never my plan to hang out with them during the day. And I knew, like, her husband was, like, if it was just me and her, I would have taken the day off and hung with her. But she had her whole family there and everything. But I guess they wanted to see me, which is very nice. But I wouldn't have been okay on the beach. You know I can only go to the beach at Dave Elliott's because he's got the the cabana. So I, I'm not a beach guy. I don't want to get all sun. I was nervous I was going to get all sunburned for the show and everything. So I just had to relax. And so I said, but I can be anywhere. I can be anywhere at 4.30. That, that's still, the show's not till 9.00. And then she's like, well, then we just come back. So anyway, I, I, I got together and I went to their hotel, which was kind of disgusting. I couldn't believe they were staying there. It looks like one of those hotels. There's a pool right in front. I got a picture where there should definitely be a dead body in the pool uh, where you check in, you know. Uh, but the, the inside was much nicer. It was like two stories and they had two bedrooms and I don't know whether I'd want to stay there, but uh, they seemed to be okay with it, with the kids and everything. So I just got there, I guess, around 6. There were still three hours to go before the show, and I figured I could just spend a little bit of time. And then, unfortunately, Frankie got diaper rash, so she was, like, crying. And I'm like, kid, can I explain to you about diaper rash? You just have to relax a little bit. I get this all the time. Put a little aloe vera on it. You just got to relax a little bit. It's very painful. Just got to sit still, relax, let the aloe vera do its work. And she's crying. I'm trying to talk to her like an adult. And she's just staring at me like I'm an idiot. Meanwhile, after it was over, Rachel told me, she's like, she kept looking for you. She goes, where's Jessica? Where's Jessica? So maybe I made an impression with my diaper rash antidote 
or whatever you call it, my, <laughs> my way to get rid of diaper. And I, I, I talked to the child like an adult, and I said, listen, it's very important that you stop crying and, and just relax. Now, I don't think they put on aloe vera, but aloe vera seems to work. It's pretty effective. Aloe vera is a very important tool to have during the summer. Helps with diaper rash, helps with sunburn. You just got to let it do its thing, and you got to relax. You got to relax a little bit. You can't walk around. That's going to make it hurt. You just got to sit down, maybe even sit on your stomach if you're a kid. Just relax a little bit. Just relax a little bit. Everything's going to be fine. This is the way I talk to children, toddlers. This is what I, my, my calming voice seems to soothe them. <laughs> anyway, my sister got to the place early, and they were having dinner there. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to go. My sister's already at the club. So I saw her and my, and my brother-in-law and these two people that they were with. I don't know who they were. And then I saw cousin Frankie and his wife. So it was really nice to see people again. And I just got I got there early for that reason. And then finally the owner was there, this guy named Dino. That everybody's like, oh, you're gonna love this guy, you're gonna love this guy. But right from the beginning, I could tell he just didn't like me. Like right at the beginning. Now, unfortunately, he wasn't there on Friday when I had a great set. He was there on Saturday, which I think I did good, but I don't know what the problem was. Maybe too many people called and said, Oh, you're gonna love Jessica, you're gonna love Jessica. And then when he met me, he's like, This is the guy this guy so I, I don't know what happened he he wasn't a lot of laughs and i was hoping it was because i invited dave bryan from bon jovi and at the last minute he said i don't think we're going to be able to make it because he was going to come he goes well i know dino like everybody knows this guy that owns uncle Vinny's. he's like oh yeah i know dave i was like well i invited dave you know brian and he's like oh i know dave you know but i i mean i really tried with this guy to because i would like to play there more often but guy was having none of it and then the mc who was very nice he he was he was awful i I don't remember his name but like i said he was very nice but he was he was awful and i was like wow this is really bad and i'm gonna have to pick it up which i did but it was just the crowd was just different i i can't explain it it was just different i don't i can't i'm not blaming the mc for a whole evening of horribleness uh not horribleness like i said my sister was like it was great it was great everybody was good and but it, it was just different. It just, you know, maybe it was good, but it just didn't have the same energy as Friday night did. I think people by 9 o'clock down the shore are just done. If Rachel and her family were at the beach all day and the boardwalk and hanging out, then you assume everybody else who lives down there was. So I think they just had it, unfortunately. Oh, and Victoria um, and Lou were there, you know, who I always see when I'm down there. They live in Pier Village, but they're moving to Asbury Park. And they said there's this, New place, we've been on the list to go there, and it's opening, and they have a lot of rentals left. And I was like, how much are they? And they're like, they're, it's what you pay now. And I'm like, thinking of moving. We would have to stop the podcast. It could no longer be called Just Guy in the City because Just Guy wouldn't be in the city anymore. But it sounds nice. There's a terrace and ocean view, and it's exactly what I'm paying here. And a parking garage underneath. Oh, my God, are you kidding me? Oh, a dream. Dave Juskow moving to Asbury Park. Boy, that would be something else, huh? I don't know. But then I kept thinking, well, how do I get to work? Because even though I'm only going in two days a week now, that ends in the summer, then that sounds horrible. There's a boat that goes there if you drive about 20 minutes up. There's a boat you can take. But I, oh my, right? I mean, I don't know. Can you imagine? I think as long as I have a job, I would just stay here, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure what to do. It sounds really cool. Obviously, you know I do want to move. So, eh. 
We'll see. Maybe there'll be an incident where it's just, okay, it's time. Uh, that place will be filled up by then. But for now, I like that they keep telling me about these places. So anyway, Victoria and Lou were there, and they were sitting right to the left of the stage. And then we all, like Rachel and her brother and everybody, we all went right across the street to uh, another bar, which was great. Everybody went. We were talking to Dino outside, and he was telling us about um, Modi. You know Modi? And uh, he's a Jewish comic, and he really makes a fortune playing for Orthodox Jews. Alan opens for him a lot. And he was saying, I, I really like Modi. I'd like to work with him again, but not at this club. I can't work on anybody. His crowd does not tip. It's an unfortunate Jewish stereotype that I've always tried to uh, debunk a tell. Uh, me, you know, we, we, try, we tip extra because we know the stereotype that Jews don't tip. And yeah, his, the Orthodox Jews do not. It's no, they make fun of it on Family Guy all the time, but it's a real thing, unfortunately. And the staff was pissed. Can, can you blame them? All right, let's go. What should we leave for a tip? The food and service were both great. Give them the full 3%. I don't know where that came from. I don't know what the story is. They just don't. And they were like, this sucks. So that was extremely interesting. And then we went across the street to this bar. And I'll tell you about Point Pleasant, New Jersey. It's full of people who could be right out of MTV's Jersey Shore cast. Anybody could be castable on this thing. That is Point Pleasant Beach. That's where they found the people from Jersey Shore. It is exactly that. It's people from Staten Island and, you know, just people that just like, hey, oh, God, I'm going to bubble. Hey, I'm going to Jim Tan and what is it? Jim Tan GTL. Jim Tan. I can't remember the. Uh, oh, yeah, it is GTL. Jim Tan and Laundry. Right. It's all those kind of people, right? We go to this place. The lights are on incredibly high, and it's not closing. And that's, I guess it must have been about midnight, and it wasn't closing, and we just went for a drink. Me, and I got a picture of all the, the crew, me and Rachel, her brother, her hairstylist, and her husband, and Victoria and Lou, and me. And we you know, we were having a really nice time, and these two guys were at the bar that were like, just like, hey, oh, yeah, like that clip I played last week. Yeah, you want TV? Hey, Alvy Singer over here! Hey, Alvy Singer! Fellas, please. It was just like that. I mean, they're exactly like that. I asked the guy, I say, hey, uh, I, I see you have a big beer selection. I don't want to keep everybody going because Rachel was paying for the first round. And I'm like, just give me um, some, an amber beer, you know, an amber. So, not like Sam Adams, but not the seasonal. He's like, no problem. Totally gives me like a wheat beer. And he's like, and I'm like, what are you, a fucking moron? You can't figure it out. So. I hate wheat beer. Whatever it was, it certainly wasn't an amber beer. I don't understand. We have like, oh, we have 40 beers on tap, and you can't get me anything that resembles a Sam Adams. I, you know that shit drives me fucking nuts. I just didn't have, you know, he's like, oh, put your phone up to the list. I'm like, I don't have time for that. Ugh. Ugh. I don't know why it drives me crazy. Anyway, Rachel and her brother left. They you know, got kids and they got to wake up and all that kind of stuff. And me and Victoria and Lou wanted to get another drink because we like drinking. And I couldn't have been happier that they were there and they want to go out to another place. So we go to another place. We walk. We're walking all these places. It's fantastic. We go to this place. I think it's called Frankie's. Everything's called Frankie there. Cousin Frankie, Frankie's, Little Frankie's, Frank's R Us, 
Franks. They serve Franks. Everything's beautiful. And we walk in there, and it's a little, at least it's darker. The atmosphere is better. And the bar is completely packed. Like, just like we can't find seats at the bar. Now it's 1 in the morning, I think. Or yeah, No, no, it, it must be 1230. There's not a seat at the bar, but there's a little high tip. But we talked to the guy, and I see this old lady cooking. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And, and then we found out that we could still order food. And I'm like, why can't I do this in New York City? Are you kidding? There's an, an old lady with white hair. And I got a picture cooking on this little grill until one in the morning. And he's like, yeah, go over there and I'll order it now and I'll bring it over. And I'm like, that's fantastic. Thank you. You know, we kind of befriended the, the bartender there and everything. It was really nice. And I got roasted clams. I was like, this is great. And steak tips, like garlic steak tips. Victoria got this chicken with this unbelievable peanut sauce that they're like known for. They make this really cool peanut sauce. You know how delicious that is on like Indian food and stuff or sesame noodles, you know. So they make really good peanut sauce. I was even dipping some of the steak in the peanut because it was really good. And her chicken was excellent. And Lou had a hot dog. And it, it was fantastic. I mean... I couldn't have eaten so much more, but it was just so great to eat, to have something to eat late at night, which I can't believe that just doesn't happen in New York City. You got to be fucking kidding me. So I was thrilled. It was great. I had like two more beers and I got a black and tan, somebody who knows what they're doing. It was fantastic. I mean, I don't like when they use yingling, but uh, beggars can't be choosers. You know, the, the, obviously nobody has the, the proper black and tan stuff anymore, but I didn't know what else to order because the stupid Sam Adams, I will always get a Sam Adams, but they keep the stupid seasonal Sam Adams can suck it. I don't know why they always don't have regular Sam Adams on tap or at least in a bottle all the time. It's really frustrating. Stupid seasonal Sam Adams is dumb. And, and by now in August, the Oktoberfest will be back. So the question is, when is the regular Sam Adams back? Never? Stupid. Fighting with guns. Stupid. Anyway, they then at that place, at 2 o'clock, they turned the lights fully on like everybody's got to go. And that, and that was turning on the lights so you had to leave. So we did outlast the place, which is very exciting. And then, you know, I say goodbye, but I got some pictures of me sitting out, of course, in the parking lot again. I'm like, oh, just take a picture of me uh, in the parking lot as the lone person left in town because <laughs> that's always a hilarious picture. And then I said, oh, right. I have to I have to work in a few hours. So it was already two o'clock and I thought I had a two hour trip home. And they're like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, no, I'll just stop at the John Bon Jovi restaurant. That's where I take my nap. Uh, it's about as far as I can make it before I make it home. But when I got in the car, the GPS only said an hour and five minutes. I'm like, well, I could do that an hour and five. That's perfect. I, I don't know why from Long Branch, it's in like an hour and 20 but I think it's because you can't get to the parkway. You got to go through. Like, it takes 20 minutes to get to the parkway. That's the problem. So from here, it's actually easier to get to because you're right on the parkway. So I went to the parkway and I stopped at that Judy Bloom restaurant. I'm like, all right, I'm going to stop at that Sunoco place. I'm going to get some coffee. I'm going to get some snacks. You know, I love it here. And that's exactly what I did. The guy working the counter was hilarious. He's like, how you doing tonight? I'm like, I am good. The coffee here is really good. <laughs> like we just start talking. I love talking to people, obviously. Yeah, I got the coffee and I got in and uh, an hour and five minutes. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, I think I can make it the whole way, which I did. I, I never got sleepy and I just 
zoomed it all out. I put my, uh, I put the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the, the speed control or what's it called? The, you know, the, where you can just have the, the pedal goes by itself. I can't believe my car still has that. And I just, you know, there was nobody on the road. So I just put it on, I don't know, 75. Yeah. 75 to 65. So I put it on like 77 and cruised right up. It was fantastic. And then of course, when I got home to the garage, I remember looking at my watch. It was 340, and I still had to take my luggage and carry it back to my apartment. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. And I got home at 4, and then I guess went to bed around 5 or a quarter to 5, and then I had to wake up at 7 to work. But I didn't care. I was so happy to be home. I know the way, you know, I, 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 I like doing this. I got a goddamn problem. I, I know I'm not going to sleep well anyway, so I might as well get paid for it, <laughs> you know, like as long as I'm up. So I didn't care. And uh, I just I always like to text my coworker and say, listen, if I'm not there, you know, just ring me because I, I might, you know, pass out. I don't know. But so far that hasn't happened and I made it to work and took my usual nap at one and uh, that that always is a huge help and then you know by by four o'clock I'm like now you know I can relax but I ordered food and I'm like oh, what should I order I really want to order something fun and delicious because it's Sunday and I've done this thing and it'll be great and I just couldn't figure it out I think I ended up ordering Kentucky Fried Chicken I, I don't know but not a lot of it because I knew I I, I don't know Kentucky Fried Chicken isn't what it used to this I it's, uh, I just did it. I don't know. And then and then fell asleep at 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. Just totally fell asleep, went to bed. And I'm like, well, I'll just lie down, you know, the usual. And then Monday was awful because I just didn't sleep well at all. But that's what I do on Sundays now after a weekend out. And what are you going to do? It's still, um, I was just glad the weekend was over. And then I was just getting ready for the July 31st thing next and now, who knows if that's happening? Meanwhile, on that's and that's what happened on Monday when I, I, I sent the list on Sunday. I'm like, I'm just going to send it now to Liz. And then on Monday, she wrote back. She's like, what is this for? And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, this sucks. And I also decided on Monday night, I would go out to have sushi with my friend Lara. I like that little place by her apartment. And it was going to be her birthday soon. She's turning 30. And she was going away to Greece, so I wasn't going to see her. I'm like, well, let's do the sushi Monday right after work. So I walked from my work to the sushi place, and it wasn't crazy hot. I mean, it was, but it wasn't, I wasn't like totally sweated up by the time I got there. So it really hasn't been that bad. They keep saying it's going to be humid and humid, but like I said, I feel like these weather people are just like, that's why I stopped watching the Today Show. They're like, storms millions of affected and i think they're just trying to scare you and they're just it's pissing me off because it's it's not as bad as they keep saying and i keep preparing for the worst and it's like i always say i'll let you know when it's really hot you know and again if you can get cool in the shade then it's not hot we went there and the sushi was excellent as usual this place is kind of cool i think i ordered wrong again but still i i liked it so she was telling me that for her trip, she got a Brazilian bikini wax. She'd never had a Brazilian wax before. And I said, uh, can I see it? She's like, no. And I'm like, what if I pay for the meal? She's like, no. <laughs> I'm, you know, kind of interested. 
So, so then, um, you know, we're, we're outside and she goes, uh, I said, when are you coming back? And then we were talking about the airports because she was supposed to leave out of Newark. And then she goes, JFK. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Newark's the one. You know how I tell everybody Newark's the place to be. Kennedy sucks. And getting out there sucks. Everything about it sucks. And I'm like, hey, I'll tell you what. When you come home, I'll pick you up at the airport. If I pick you up at the airport, then can I see the wax? <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> Damn it. I thought that was a very enticing uh, offer. <laughs> it was totally worth it. I kind of want to see it, don't you? No? Am I the only one interested in something like that? Uh, <laughs> whatever. And then I just continued my walk home, and it was hot, but not horrid. And I'm glad I finished the walk. It's just, yes, I walked these five miles, but then I always stop halfway for food and drink. So I don't know how helpful it is, but you assume when it's hot, you're going to sweat off some calories, but my pants will tell you otherwise. I got to work this out, and I will. Woo! Woo! awake for some reason. I must have dozed off for a second or something. I was not wide awake. It was fall asleep for like 20 minutes. I, I think everybody does, right? And I watched I was really excited. I, You know, it's one of those things like, wait, what can I what did I want to see? What did I want to see? And I remembered there was a Wham! documentary. You know what I'm talking about. George Michael. Wham! Andrew Ridgely. The band Wham! There was a really good documentary on Netflix I had heard about. And boy, is this a great documentary. This is a really terrific one. This is better than the Michael J. Fox one stuff. It's not depressing. Now, we know George Michael's dead, so you could think that would be depressing, but it wasn't. It was extremely uplifting. First of all, you know, you, I don't think anyone here in the U.S., even though later on you see this, knew how successful they were. Because I remember as a kid in college when they came up and they had, uh, you know, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, which I, you know, you see the video, and I'm like, this is just gay guys... I don't know what's happening here. This is not for me. But I can appreciate the fact that the song was extremely popular. The video was, you know, I, I think I have a radio show with me saying, I don't know what these guys are doing. They're very gay. And people got angry like, you can't say that. I'm like, yeah, no, no, but I think they're just, I think they are gay. You know, people, oh, people used to get so angry. And I'm like, but, you know, then of course he is gay. Well, not Andrew Ridgely, but George Michael. Anyway, the point of the story being, uh, that they, you know, they were so popular in Europe and then, you know, later came, because there was always this, I was working on the radio 
And there was always, they, they called them Wham UK. And we didn't understand that. And then, you know, if you, if you knew the timeline, they mentioned it a little in the story, but not why. You know, then George Michael came out with Careless Whisper as just George Michael. So you're like, wait, I, what happened to Wham? It was very confusing. And then you don't even realize that Wham had all these hits that George Michael wrote because you keep thinking they're just George Michael. But no, they were Wham hits. And you know all of them. And you forget. And the documentary, here's why the documentary is really terrific. Because the joke, Andrew Ridgely is a, is a joke. He's a party joke. Or he was before this documentary. Andrew Ridgely is the, the gag in the movie, the Hugh Grant, Drew Barrymore movie, Music and Lyrics. The, the gag is that Hugh Grant is the Andrew Ridgely of the band. I mean, people have been making fun of this guy since the 80s because George Michael obviously became an international superstar, as he should, because he really was the shit. And Andrew Ridgely went nowhere. But now, when you see the documentary, you realize that this guy was one of God's great gifts to the world. Uh, I'm telling you, you see this and you realize his his unbelievable loyalty and friendship, especially when George Michael comes out as gay and he doesn't even falter. Remember, this is 82. It's all new and stuff. And that's that's just nothing. You know, just there's so much more to it. The, the fact that this Andrew originally, they used to write songs together. They met them when they were 16. They were chums. And they would write songs together. And the, when they first started, they wrote songs together. And they have songs that they wrote together. And then George Michael just comes and says, I think, I should just write all the songs. I, I don't know if it's as cut and dry as that. And Andrew is like, yeah, you, you are amazing. You are the guy. And he, and he just said, whatever you want, George, because you're the man. And of course, he was a little bit distraught. Like, at least he was honest. You know, it, it's funny. I think about it in comparison to me, first of all, <laughs> because how, how can I not? I am kind of the Andrew Ridgely to my friends, uh, David Tell and Sarah, right? So, like, I always knew David Tell was going to be a great comic. Not the first day I met him, but definitely the first day I saw him perform for sure. And I knew that he was going to go to great heights. And I knew I was never, ever going to be a comic like that. But I didn't really care about being a stand-up comic. I was just always hoping to be an actor of some sort. And Sarah, the same thing, too. Kind of knew they were going to go to this great level. And... It's one of those, you know, and was I jealous about some of the stuff they're doing? Sure you were, but you also let it go. Now, we weren't in a band, so it didn't matter. But if if I was in a band with these guys, the question is, you know, and I always wonder with my 22, 23-year-old self and how fucking cocky I was, would I be angry? Like, I always point out Stuart Copeland and the police. And this guy still to this day doesn't get it. Those guys would make billions if they, re maybe not now, but back, I mean, even 10 years ago, I mean, it would still work, but if the police wanted to reunite and do a fucking world tour, they'd make a fortune. Yeah, they'd probably still make a fortune. They were all alive, but Stuart Copeland is a dick, and here's a guy that never got it. He never seemed to get that Sting, they, they, that he was so lucky he found Sting to front this band, and he was like, but it's my band. I started it. And never taking away from Stuart Copeland's unbelievable drumming, 
He just never seemed to get that Sting was more popular than he was because of his unbelievable songwriting and voice and everything about him. And when you figure that out, and we've talked about this a hundred times on this podcast, because Mick Fleetwood got it. That guy totally got it. He was like, he, in fact, him and Christy McVie's husband, John McVie, was like, the band's name is them, and none of those guys wrote any of the songs. They got Lindsey Buckingham and, and Stevie Nicks and Christy McVie, and they wrote all the songs, took them to these great heights, and Mick Fleetwood just F -F got there as a drummer and be like, I am one lucky motherfucker. Which is really fantastic when somebody gets it like that. And there's, a, I guess, a couple people we know that get it. But Andrew Ridgely was one of those guys that completely got it. And he goes, George, it's really terrific when you watch it. It, 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 it really makes you happy. He's like, George, you are on a, a path of this greatness that I, I don't even know what to say. You're, you know, his writing skills just got better and better. His producing and obviously his voice was terrific. He looked amazing. It's really great when they show some of these um, the old videos and let alone just videos that they have that are just stock footage videos. This is the way you make a documentary these days, you know, where you actually have videos of them from the 70s or 80s, not just old-fashioned stock photos and stuff, which, I, which is why I didn't like the Mary Tyler Moore documentary. I'm spoiled now. But it really makes you think, like, there's a guy out there that supported this guy, when he, you know, came out, when he got into drugs and alcohol, I mean, this his friend was his friend the entire time, and his friend just got that he was on this little three-year journey with his best friend, and then he probably wasn't going to do music anymore, and he just knew it, and boy, you really hope in your next life that you're that kind of person that can just come to terms and, and, and get it and, you know, have normal jealousy but be able to understand it because no, nobody's not jealous. It's just that's not, nor that's not normal. Everybody gets Sarah's still jealous. Remember, everybody was jealous of me during COVID because I was opening up for Jim Gaffigan. I was the only comic working. So when David Tell told me I'm jealous, I mean, that's just a normal reaction for everybody. So for him to even say that, they, and they kept saying it was very hard on Andrew because you know, George was doing this and that. And he said it was hard, but but he never took it out on George. There was it, it, It's one of those things. It's the, reason, it, the reason I made the Cars movie is because there was never any talk about the Cars and their internal struggle or anything because no one cared. And I'm like, well, no one's going to make a movie and they don't really have a lot of issues. So I'll just kind of make them up. And, and, and here's the thing. They, they, this band, Wham, didn't have any issues. The two really got along really well. And it just ended because George Michael was such so strong and such a powerhouse that what, what are you going to do? You can't contain talent like that. And there's no reason to get back together with Wham! if it's just one guy. You know, like Phil Collins always got back with Genesis because it's like, look, we were three, we were four, and then we were three, which I believe is one of the album names. So it wasn't like a band. It was just him and his pal. So there was no reason for George Michael to go back and do it. But I think if he had lived... I bet you he might have done a Wham! reunion tour because they just got along so well. Meanwhile, George Michael just went to these heights of greatness and that story about the last Christmas and how he got kind of screwed, but it's impossible to say, but he's on... I mean, obviously he's dead, so they just had footage of how he got screwed because last Christmas didn't go to number one 
because Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid went to number one, and that pissed him off for years, <laughs> Like, which is honest and awesome at the same time. He's like, but how can I be mad about it? It's like, we're it worked. We're, we got to feed like this whole nation. But he's, that's, that's why the documentary's good. It's all very honest, even though the guy's dead. But it's all footage from before he was dead, so he was able to talk about it before he died. And then obviously Andrew Ridgely fills in a bunch of blanks. His, his dad fills in a bunch of blanks. It's a very good documentary. I highly recommend it. And it was only an hour and a half long. It was perfect. Really great length. And they just go to, I think, 80. Was it 80? Did they even get to 85, 86 maybe? And that's it? Or 85? I don't know. There's just a three-year run. Maybe 82 to 85. And it's just so weird. Because then when he was on Live Aid, I totally remember him doing... Don't let the sun go down on me with Elton John. And I didn't know he was still with Wham and stuff. You know, like this, that timeline for me that I remember so well, that it filled in gaps for me, which I liked too. And then again, when you hear, I'm like, wait a minute, that was a Wham song? That wasn't just a George Michael? Fuck. Boy, was he a talent. And again, I, I told you a hundred times, him and Prince just died early out, um, I don't know if I'd count Michael Jackson. He was already a mess. But those two who are unbelievable talents, unbelievable songwriting talents, the record company, you know, if they were alive in this day and age, I and Prince, remember, started doing that at his own way before Spotify. If they could have just taken their time, written what they want, released it when they want, just released a song when they wanted to, we could have had songs for years, but the record companies just kept coming at them and taking away their creativity and the record companies uh, just moved. They did it themselves, and they got them. They burned themselves right out of the goddamn business because they were greedy and they sucked, and they were just mean to the help, and didn't understand major talent and and how talent needs to just yeah, there needs to be a deadline. You have to push, but you have to be careful because they're artists, real artists, and sometimes it's just not that easy. It's funny, I was reading up on Bon Jovi before I came on because I was thinking of Dave Bryan, the keyboardist and, and my friend. And at the beginning, in the first two albums, he was writing a lot of the songs. And then I think what happened is they're like, Dave, we're Richie and I are, are going to write most of the songs from now on. And I, I think there was a meeting, you know, just like George Michael had with Andrew. And I just think it's best and we're going to write with this guy and... You know, maybe in the future we'll do it, but we're just going to have Richie and John songs for now. And Dave, you know, could either say fuck you or go with it. And apparently going with it, let alone he did his own thing and wrote, you know, three Broadway shows already and has a fourth one coming. <laughs> going with it was the key since now he is an Uber heir, whatever. He could be a billionaire. I don't know. Well, I'm sure he's a millionaire many times over. Uh, because he was like, yeah, whatever you guys say. Hey, you're hey, it's your name up there. But Dave has always been a part of the band from the beginning, and, you know, an equal share of Bon Jovi. But he said, sure, I understand. Boy, it's uh, I I don't know. I say to myself all the time, if I was 22, 23, 24, I don't know if I would have said no, no. No, I'm better than you guys. I could, oh man, I could see myself goddamn saying that. I was the worst. I thank God I didn't make it because I would have been horrible. I would have just, I would not have gotten it. 
it took a long time to figure it out. And I, I would have been like that kid in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I know it. You know, I would love to, but she is so late on her cues. Jerry, I can't work like this. Oh, I would absolutely have been that kid. I would absolutely. <laughs> in fact, I think I was on a lower scale of things I was doing. I just really thought, I'm like, please, I have a trajectory. I know where I'm headed. You guys, I'll, maybe I'll take you along if there's time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think maybe that's why I like the wham thing. I'm like, oh, God, in my next life, I hope I'm as rational and can see bigger things in the future. And then, like I said, maybe I did because that's why I'm still friends with Dave and Sarah. Maybe I, maybe I was able to see greatness and, you know, let it fly and not be jealous and just say, God, these guys are so terrific. They're really going to go places that other people just don't understand. So maybe, maybe I, maybe I was half and half, you know, I guess the thing I think I would just get mad at people where I was clear that either they sucked or they were going to get lucky because there's no way I can't recognize Uber talent uh, right away. Sometimes, and sometimes I miss it, I guess, but most of the time I'm pretty good at citing really good talent or somebody that has a chance and then, you know, the only times I get mad and I'm like, you got to be kidding. This, there's no way this person's going to make it. And it drives me nuts. Well, like the Blue Man Group is a great example. Of course, everybody knows that. When the Blue Man Group told me their plan, I told them they were out of their fucking minds. But that's not fair. I never saw the show. If I had seen the show, it would have been different. But if someone tries to explain it to you, I dare anyone to have the vision to say, oh, yeah, dude. Fucking awesome. No, fuck you. If somebody's sitting in a chair explaining, no, what we do, man, with these drums and we put paint on them and we go crazy. And I'm like, dudes, you are idiots. Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, so then I have no vision. I have to actually see the vision to get it. I am that thick i guess where i'm like all right if you put it out there for me and i'm seeing it then i would get it but if you're explaining it to me i need diagrams and a, a powerpoint presentation <laughs> otherwise <laughs> i'm not gonna get it my goodness that all being said what fun we had today i'll tell you one last thing after i left verona's yesterday i uh i got that tuna sub at tasty sub again i'm like ah fuck it and um i bought a drink at wawa and i put it on top of the car and i'm like uh-oh i'm getting set up for what happened last time when i left the iced tea up there and it just fell off the car so i took a picture of it which you might not see for two weeks because we're stocked up with photos and just took a picture on top of the car because like you can see this coming, but I did remember this time. Also, tonight I'm going to uh, my cousin's house in Jersey. My cousin Sherry and my sister and I go. We're just, we've been planning this dinner, and it's exciting because these are my new cousins, you know, the ones I just kind of found, and I love them, and they seem to like us for some reason. They even always want to hang out with Beth. I mean, what? 
So I'll be heading to Jersey tonight, and uh, I don't know what's happening this week, but I'll let you know on the Tuesday show whether next Monday the 31st is happening, and obviously the next time we talk, I wouldn't have done the show already, but I'll definitely know whether it's happening, and I'll tell you the the sob story or the good story. And that's all coming up next week as we, what, are we turning the calendar already? No, yes. Oh, my God, the August 1st edition. Summer is over, folks. It's done. Oh, my God. What am I, what, what do I need to diet for? It's over. Yeah, the August 1st edition next week on an all-new Just Gale in the City. See you then, everybody. Good night.